That was horrible. That was awful. That, that was, was the awful. worst worst clap. Ready? You you do the one, two, three. One, two, three. That was perfect. I think it's the no. That was it was horrible. The what? <laughs> yeah. I think it was perfect. All right. I think it's gonna be pretty easy to sync up the audio anyway. It'll have to be. Back to the beginning. Like, let's just start at the beginning. Yeah. Like, you are Amir. And you are Jason. I'm Jason from Georgia. Uh, technically, I'm in South Carolina, but... I know, well, that's the weird part. Well, it's... You know, imagine if, if you lived in a city where just one little tip of it was in a different state. And that's kind of how it works. So yeah, it's, like, uh, it's like Turkey. It's both in Europe and Asia. That's mind blowing. You start with your recollection. I'll start with my recollection. So I just remember. I know we met like online, because uh, through Dribble, you know, just being on Dribble and whatnot. Uh, I remember meeting you through Dribble and talking, and then that probably moved to Instagram, I think. And I just remember always looking at your work and and just you know mind blowing illustrative work. Uh, but uh, we met in real life. I think we figured out at Creative South in 2015. Or was it 15? 15 was when we met. That was the yeah, first we met time 15. I went there. But we were supposed to meet in 14. Good Lord. Six years ago, we were supposed to meet. So, yeah. So, uh, I just remember that we hung out at Creative South and hit it. I don't remember, like, the first, like, literally the first interaction. But I remember hanging out for, like, three straight days and nights and getting after it and drinking a lot. And then the funniest part of it to me was that after like night three, when it was like the day that we were supposed to go home, like the next morning, like it was the end of the school dance. You asked oh, me, that if rooftop you, bar. you said you're going to follow me. Yeah. Rooftop bar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you said you wanted to follow me online and I was like, you already are following me on my social media. And then, you know, I told you that I was Jason the 29th on there and your, your eyes lit up. Like, I know this is real. Cause I remember your eyes like lighting up, like you're half drunk and you're like, what? And you grabbed me and pulled me in and hugged me really hard, like you just met me or something. And I was like, "We've been hanging out for three straight days. Like, sorry, you know, and like, I, sorry, I don't share your excitement. I knew who you were from the moment we met. Uh, so that's my recollection. I didn't think anything bad about you. I just assumed it's because you're from Sweden or something. Yeah, probably Swedish. No, but yeah, I don't know why that. Was, I think it was for me also that it was the first year I went to Creative South. Yeah. So many so many faces, so many names to take in. And some people I've talked to a lot, like let's say like Justin Mizell. Me and him been been talking for every day for like five years before we met for the first time. That was different. But then was all these other people that I had talked to a couple of times maybe. I don't even remember so you hit me up the year before we met. Because yeah. you wanted a partner for Ink Wars. Right. You were like, can you be my tag team partner in Ink Wars? I'm like, no, because I can't draw. And right, because like, you can't draw. <laughs> I can't which, draw. Which was like, which which to me was like uh, finding out that, that the Easter Bunny is just actually Santa Claus in a suit. Exactly. So you were like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I, I do everything by mouse. I'm, I'm worthless with, my, with a pen. 
I wasn't 20 years ago, but... Your exact words were career suicide. Yeah, exactly. And it probably would have been. And nah. Then, and anyway, so so you were like, well, okay, well, cool. Well, I'll see you there anyway. And I, don't, I can't remember where you hit me up for that. ICQ? Um, no. I don't know. I mean, there's Messenger, no telling. probably? Probably. There's a, who knows? Tech, everything moves so fast. We talk in different ways like every other month, so... Yeah. There's no telling. But, but uh, anyway, so... Went, and then we met, and we hung out, and I got to know Matt Dawson, too. Through Jondon, which I still to this day don't know how they know each other. But he was like, hey, come meet my buddy Matt and his wife, Ariadna. And I'm like, oh, so how do you know these guys? And I can't remember how. And he was like, oh, if I knew you guys would have been here, I would have had you on for crop. And I'm like, crop, say what? What is that? And he's like, oh, it's my conference, and I'm putting it on like in a week. I'm like, oh, okay. So anyway... Next year, he booked us to speak there. And, uh, well, we actually hosted the uh, the opening night. But then he told me, like, oh, I'm good friends with Jason. He stays at my house, him and Veronica. And so that's how it originated. That's such a flex. That's, like, a, such a flex. Like, I'm good friends. He stays at my house. Yeah. Like, that's just so <laughs> much more than, like, I talk to him every day for five years. Oh, yeah, well, he stays at my house. Yeah. <laughs> Which is true, though. I've stayed at his house. I stayed at your house. That's that's how I gauge my, my ultimate level friends. Like, you're my friend if I eat with you. If I've had a meal with you, then we're friends. But we're, like, real friends if I've stayed at your house. And if you make a comic strip. That's true. Stay, yeah, so it is 420. It is 420 today as we record this. And uh, we do have a buddy, Tim Stiles. And I don't know if his employer or his family knows. But uh, basically, he smokes a lot of marijuana i think they're aware i think you think so it'd be hard to impossible not to smell it i I think it'd be impossible not to know when his when his cargo pants are bulging with with weed (laughs) as he walks around all day like saddlebags but uh he's like a cartoon in a way that it's like a green little mist behind yeah it's it's true yeah 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 he's like pig pen but just weed we went down to his wedding in december and they just they smoke right there in the house. And uh, I'm not against smoking anything, but I, it's not something I do every day or anything like that. But uh, man, when you're down there, <laughs> in. Anna was so stoned while we were there, and she never she didn't smoke. She was like, we were in. So Tim was driving us back to the hotel after one night hanging out there, and Anna was like. Me and Tim were talking, and Anna's like starts laughing in the back, and I'm like, "What?" She was like, "Hey, you guys are talking about that that movie, right?" And we're like, "No, we're talking about when we were hanging out at the restaurant." And she was like, "Oh, I th- oh, okay." And then she's like, "I'm really hungry," <laughs> so we were like, "Oh, she's super stoned from like passive passively inhaling the the." Stone yeah, well, it's 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 like being in a sauna, except instead of steam, it's it's, it's just called smoke. clam baking. Clam baking. So there was a constant yeah. Florida Orlando clam bake going on down there at all moments. So anyhow, I made a, a comic strip and the premise is that it's just a cloud and all you can see is their feet and a and a dog fantastic. laying there. So I dropped that for four twenty for my for my guys. So yeah, we uh that's the thing, is like it seems like there's only like all of us, there's so many designers and people, especially whenever you talk about like the conferences and the people who speak at conferences, like it's like this tight knit group of people that all know each other. Yeah. And and that's just happened in the last like five years. I mean, that wasn't, it's not like it's always been like that. And to scare Matt and Mike a little bit, 
the guys who run Creative South and Crop um, separately, not together. Um, you said you're like, oh, these weddings and get-togethers. This is going to be the death of conference. Yeah, no, I mean, could you think about it? And people like me and you, and and just anybody that's that of means, you know, that that uh, want to hang out more than once a year. We're going to figure out how to hang out more than once a year. And I think that there's still going to be a lot of reason to go to these conferences. But we're going to get there and have seen each other two or three times throughout the year. And so I think what's going to happen is that the people buying tickets to conferences are going to be more like students and younger designers. And all of us old people, we're going to, we're going to figure out ways to see each other throughout the year. But that's the, that's the whole point. You, know, you, you make friends and make family. You don't do that and then limit how often you want to see them. And then, you know, as years pass by, new generations of conference goers become the new core. Right, exactly. And, and, and that's the cool thing. It won't be the same old thing all the time. So that, that that's a good thing. But yeah, I flew all the way to Sweden to see you. Yeah, that was, that was amazing. That was the best part of last year. Like it was, because last year was kind of rough. In many ways. But it was during midsummer too, so that was like during your best time of you know, it was like the best time of year there. Yeah. No, I mean I mean for like twenty eighteen was just so much like it was the warmest year we've ever had in recorded history and like everything was just flowing. And last year Anna had to break with her business partner and she had to get a new place and that happened when you were here. She got her new salon. Yeah, she's a hairdresser. And uh, I don't know, it was just a lot of like chaotic things happening in our lives and you guys came over for two weeks right? it was a long time and it was a very expensive trip but we'll have to we'll have to explain that in a whole other episode like we'll just oh, have yeah. to get into all that because that so much happened like we we did we did so many activities i mean we swam in two oceans we went to different countries we had a private chef cook for us i had a i had a wonderful meal at a michelin you had star sardines in a can <laughs> In a Michelin Guide, like, two-star restaurant. It was pretty cool. It was basically the most Jason thing I could have done, is to go to a Michelin star restaurant and order a can of sardines. But I'm not the one that put them on the menu. They did. So, I mean, I I think that it was like the, it was how they knew that you were legit. Like, the person that orders these is our kind of people. Or is the biggest asshole. Or is the biggest (laughs) asshole in in all of Denmark. (laughs) Which I'll take. I'll take either one. I really like Denmark. Like I haven't gone there too much. Oh, it's cool. Yeah, Copenhagen. I want to go back there. Uh, I, I definitely want to go back. So, anyhow, I guess we we're doing this podcast. We decided yeah. we decided to do this podcast. And why in the fuck is it called the King's Cheese Podcast? Do you want to tell the story? There is no story. There's no story. <laughs> so one of and and that's one of the. One of the things that I despise about design and advertising and stuff is like you come up with an idea and then you backfill too much meaning into it. And it's then like it tattoos. Just, it's like tattoos, exactly. It's like, oh, this is my grandma who I never met, whatever. You know, it's just you pick something off the wall that looked cool and, and then you got it. Now you have it yeah. forever, so live with it. So uh, in Sweden, they do have a king. What's the king? What's your king's name? Called Gustav. Carl Gustav. He's and he's um, he's a weird he's a weird cat. Yeah. So the only thing that I saw while I was there that the king does is is provide the people with cheese, <laughs> which they eat 
every meal they eat this cheese and it's like a imagine just a cartoon triangle wedge of cheese and they got this little slicer and they just take a little off the top and uh and they put it on everything and it's kind of like a uh, like a parmesan it's like a foot it's cheese not really it's it, I mean, it, sort of it's really like crusty yeah you're not eating blocks of this i mean you're gonna have like a little slice of it you can put one it block. on a sandwich but you you mostly you want to use it for cooking like you make a sauce with the king's cheese it's actually not called the king's cheese it's called Vesterbottensost. and that means that that's a Vesterbotten is one of the regions of sweden in the north right yeah so while we were there they they mostly eat a diet of king's cheese and soft boiled eggs in sweden yeah and and unless unless they've and, and and fusion food from really expensive restaurants or if you're in a car or if you're in a car then you eat tons of candy and slim jims slim jims yes that's true but uh, anyhow uh so amir hit me up like a day and a half like two days ago like those as all the best ideas are hatched they're done spur of the moment and so just last week he texted me he's like so we're gonna do this podcast it's gonna be called the king cheese podcast and i was like oh well what if we called it this he's like nope king cheese podcast thought of it thought of it in my sleep the greatest best idea ever i was like all right cool I was like, and then I was like, uh, so like King Cheese Podcast, KCP. He's like, yep, you get it. I was like, okay. <laughs> so yeah, King Cheese Podcast. So uh, we're trying to figure this out as we go. We do. And what did we get immediately? Like five minutes after oh, signing dude, this? Oh, uh, dude. Yeah, uh, kingscheese.com. Is that what yes. it is? Yeah, it's available. And it's like amazing. The last two nouns.com. Yeah, was available, and so it didn't have to like. It was just there. For we didn't the even have to put the D in front of it. No, just, just King's that, that Cheese Podcast. There. Yeah, maybe like, we spelled it wrong. I don't know. No, we didn't even have a podcast. Just King's. Just kingscheese.com. dot com. It's amazing. King's so com. yeah, a lot of people are gonna be kicking themselves, but a lot of people are gonna be kicking themselves over not getting that kingscheese.com. dot com. Yeah. It's gonna like when we ten years from now we'll sell that shit. It's gonna be like Bitcoin. Oh, dude, just, it will. Where the, it's gonna be. The, the, the value you're going to give to that name, it's going to be incredible. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, So we're going to have guests on this show. Yes. And who's our first guest, Jason? You want to tell us about it? The first person we hit up was uh, our, our buddy down in Orlando, uh, Mr. Clark Orr. And uh, we're going to be talking to him in a couple of minutes. He is, if you don't know Clark, which I, I mean, we didn't really do a good job of introducing ourselves, but uh, we can do that later. Uh, Clark is a designer who me and Amir both really love this guy. We love his work, but we but the person behind the work is really the treasure here. Uh, so Clark's a great dude. He's he's smarter and quicker than all of us. You know, whatever idea you think you've had, he had it five years ago. And that's kind of his thing. You know, whatever he's working on now, you know, it, it's just, it'll be something out in outer space. He could be building his own pinball machine or doing an album cover for a band that's going to be your favorite band. You know, just no telling what. Or your next favorite TV show. He's or your next favorite TV also. show. Or on your current favorite TV show, you can just see his work in the background. Exactly. It's just, it's just always something. But he's so low-key, though, right? He's just kind of a low-key dude. So, so he also runs, um, him and his wife, Brittany, they run Hellcats, which is like, um, what would you call that? Like, Just a boutique sort of yeah thing uh ephemera they they make they make stuff pencils pens uh 
pennants, candles, candles, just just little knickknack kind of trinkets that yeah. that are sort of manageable. They're not you know big hunky items. They're just little cool things uh, like mood rings and stuff. He, he he's he, he he keys in on some of the little things that didn't hit real big but are yeah. cool. Ephemera is a great way of putting it, and also some some uh, apparel like. A, not a lot, but it's no, a, a couple T-shirts at a time. I just ordered the new ones for Anna, uh, the the girl one, and the the one that says "America's Sweetheart" with nothing to lose. That one was really cool, and yeah, just ordered some coasters, some letterpress coasters, and I can't remember what else. But I, I just pick stuff up. We have we have we have Hellcat stuff all over our house. We have like a candle in each room. We have a big, we have that big. Um, Banner, a little banner above our bed, and yeah, a lot of Hellcat stuff going around. So yeah, here in a second we're gonna have on uh, Mr. Clark Orr. Cool. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Oh, and speaking of staying at each other's house, I stayed at his house. You stayed at his house, house. so he's a good friend of yours in Florida. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, let's uh, let's figure let's out how to get in. Clark on here. I think the first the yeah. theme of the first episode is Clark gonna help us figure out how Clark to do gonna this. help us figure out a podcast. Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah. I'm uh, yeah I'm down. Yeah. So welcome to our new podcast, Mr. Clark Orr. We've already uh, kind of given you an intro. We told everybody what you do. So, welcome. Do I get to sign off on it? No, you don't have to. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Platitudes only. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, we 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 basically. Amir is saying that we need help uh, figuring out how to do a podcast, and and I think I need help understanding why we're doing a podcast, and I, and we just felt like you're the wisest person that we know in these regards. Yeah. So we have a we have a chat group with uh, a bunch of people, and we told you about that, Clark, and you were like, I don't want to get on that. I don't have time because we have like every morning I wake up to <laughs> 126 new messages, and it's just everyone just texting. oh that would stress me out and. Uh, I don't- I'd have a panic attack every morning. No, I can't exactly. do that. But so in the, in that group, there's always talk about, oh, when are we starting a podcast? Are we who's doing it? Are you gonna start it? And I was like, no one's ever gonna fucking do it. So I was out having a walk, and I was like, I should do that with Jason. That would be probably the easiest. And we have a lot of internal dumb jokes, so I was like, we'll just call it the King's Cheese Podcast, and we'll just start recording right away. And uh, I just told him, and we hit up a couple of people, and we're like, you're going to be on this podcast? And like, cool, yeah, sure, and let's go. And we don't have any plan or anything. But I remember your podcast, uh, Origins of Rad, and you you were so oh, yeah. prepared. You had like a full format thing with segments and stuff. Oh, my gosh. It was, it was like great. A, so, it was like a second job. Clark can get on, and he can just tell us how to do it in the first episode, and then we'll just follow that formula. Then we'll just have it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I would say, first of all, the the quickest way to alienate new listeners is to drop a bunch of inside jokes. Exactly. So, true. It's true. Uh, that's why we were going to lie about I'm our... Keep an eye on that The one. title and everything. That it doesn't really have a backstory. No inside jokes. No inside yeah. jokes. Marking that down. Check. Uh, an inside joke pretty good. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Oh, there you go. Perfect. 
Um, that was an inside joke. Um, yeah, well, I think to answer Jason's question, why, like, why are we doing a podcast, right? We just have to be super honest with ourselves. All the rules went out the window about a month ago with coronavirus. Um, so the the like the why why not thing is kind of out the door, I would say. So um, first of all, why not? You know, um, and then kind of the to to back that up, kind of with um, theory or whatever. Is yesterday I was I, I was kind of thinking about brands, like what makes a brand successful. And like, why are people interested in a brand and kind of in the Instagram social media era, era when everyone is a brand, the, the thing is like, whatever you produce doesn't have to be good. People just want to rally behind people. They want to, they want to get to know the people they want to get to invest in that person that, that owns that brand. So having, you know, a forward face facing um element to whatever you're doing whether it's a podcast or a book or a brand or a project having that story and that connection to who those people are is is invaluable so i think doing something like a podcast um or people were doing like live streams the other day like i did a live drawing um thing on on instagram where me and uh, my buddy josh noom just showed our process and drawing and procreate and we just did it just for fun and kind of the reaction we got was kind of surprising. Um, and I think the, the heart of that is people want to, we don't have this connection anymore. We can't be like face to face with our friends. So the next, next best thing is hearing someone else's story and like whatever you're into, whether it's graphic design or nineties basketball or tiger King, people want to have this conversation of what's relevant in their lives and what's relevant and you know you two and my life is, is our work we're doing this during this coronavirus um so that that was a big diatribe of, of essentially like in this day and age when we can't be face to face we can't hug our friends and our family the next best thing and that's corny and like cliche but the ne- next best thing is like a virtual hug and that's what all this shit is that's what a podcast is that's what a text is a FaceTime, a lot, Instagram Live, all that stuff. So you guys are doing a virtual hug. Well, that well that means that we wanted to hug you the most, Clark. I know, I know. <laughs> it, was, it was really easy picking up first guest. Like Clark, yep, let's do Clark. And just I texted you. No, I think I'm, I texted totally you like honored. ten minutes after I opened the suggestion to Jason to, to do the podcast. <laughs> Because I knew Jason that's was like, vibe. Jason's that's the like vibe a I got down for anything kind of guy. So I was like, I know he's going to say yes. So Well, well, Clark will appreciate this. With anything, uh, uh, my rules are as long as it doesn't take time, talent, or money, I'm in. Yeah. So, totally, yeah, I mean, yeah. if it doesn't take any of those three yeah. things, it's why like, not do it? Yeah. It's like the, here's three things you pick two, but right. like you get to pick all three and they're yeah. on your turn. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. And also like... I was thinking, just like you said, like people are like starving for content when there's nothing to do outside of your house, right? So, and everyone has time on their hands to do something. So, it wouldn't be hard right now to do a podcast and find people to get on it. And yeah. So, what what new things have you picked up this past month, Clark? Just any any new? Oh you know? man. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I, you know, I just started, um, you know, I, I know we don't have to talk about design and maybe that's not all we'll talk about, hopefully. 
um, is I just started picking up After Effects I, last night. Um, I I learned it, you know, 20 years ago in college, or 15 years ago or whatever, and I just haven't really touched it since. And I've always wanted to figure out a way to to animate kind of my my graphics, which are static. Um, but I uh, yeah, man, it's crazy. This I'm gonna try and give you like an honest, concise like explanation of coronavirus without sounding like a douchebag. I'm just this is like kind of a journal in some ways. As soon as coronavirus happened, I feel like we all we everyone just went into shock because it's like holy shit, like we've never gone through something like this. The closest we can really compare it to is maybe like a nine eleven or something. This one had just a bigger, much bigger impact worldwide. Like. Totally, yeah. Like, it, it hasn't escaped anybody, really. So, I, you know, I think when I first started thinking about it, I was like, man, it'd be cool to journal, you know, what's going on, just so I can look back and remember, remember how insane all this was. But, of course, I didn't do that. But um, I'm very fortunate that kind of before I started, um, before coronavirus happened, I said yes to a project that was really risky and it's about a year long project. And I, you know, I talked to so many people. I could, I can't actually can't talk about what the project is, but it, it I've never done something that was this long of a, of a project or required so much attention. And I said yes to it. And that saying yes to that has definitely saved me in the era of coronavirus. But then right after that, I got like a dream project um, that I'll tell you guys about later. Um, so I had, so as soon as we got into coronavirus, I had these two things that were handed on a plate. It was silver platter to me. And it's been the weirdest thing seeing friends who are struggling and, you know, the restaurant industry and bartenders and all these people who had the carpet yanked out from under them when I was given these like blessings and, and whatever you want to call them, or these like fortunate situations. But kind of in that, like hanging over my head was, Hey, you said yes to these things. If any of them pull out, you know, like you're screwed, like you need to really, you know, have to step on it. And, and fortunately those things, you know, seemingly are, are bulletproof. So, um, in it, it's one of these very strange things where like, I, I feel so lucky, but I haven't been able to really voice it to anybody for being mindful of what other people are going through. So if I'm doing a time capsule of what's going on right now, it's just a very strange mix of like, I there hasn't been enough hours in the day to be working on all these projects that I that I've agreed to, um, and that, you know I, I see friends who are like I'm bored to death. Just can someone send me a puzzle? One of my friends like just the craziest shit happened to him. Um, just just very sad stuff, and it's like. I can't even go see my friend down the street, you know, like who's, who really needs someone right now. So it's this weird mix of like emotions and kind of really living through like the reality of what's going on, but also feeling really lucky. But, but kind of aside from that, it's given me a little bit of, of boost and encouragement to actually just like keep, keep working. So as much as I'm like, there's not enough hours in the day, I'm like, I worked till like two last night. Um, you know, got up at 7.30 just to work on some side shit. So I'm rebranding right now myself. Oh, that's fun. Um, so part of that was lear was learning After Effects. So 
Um, yeah, I guess I was that the question you what, yeah, what was no, I getting uh, into? That's, it's a, that's great, and I mean, part of it, like like that was one of the things I did was was immediately saw this as an opportunity to do some back burner stuff that that one of them was just to develop some new skills and just kind of take my time on some projects, like do some things that just aren't, you know, one and done, just kind of spend a, a couple of weeks doing something. Cause I tend to not do that. I tend not to just let things like just keep doing iterations. And so I just wanted to do some things that were a little bit longer um, just to see if I could. But one of the things I'm finding is like, it is fortunate that you got these projects that last year. So like financially and, and creatively you've, you're kind of covered, but for me, like I'm inspired by the world around me and informed by like talking to other people and all the things that are now gone. So how do you how do you deal with that? Because that's I mean that's just the way that I do is is whenever I'm in a slump. Yeah, I mean, in a in a strange way, like we feel. I'm sure you guys kind of get this a little bit. We felt like pretty prepared for something like this because this is how we've lived since me and Brittany have been married since before her and I even met like that. This is how I was living is like hold up in a room working, forgetting what time it is, not eating lunch, you know, like making my own food whenever I want. Um, the, the, obviously the biggest struggle in, in all this was, uh, not being able to do stuff. Cause our, our unplug from getting up, driving to the studio, working till seven and getting out was like, maybe we would go see a movie or like go get, go get dinner or something, but like not having that ability to do that, like the, the restriction makes, makes the want harder, the desire stronger to go do whatever. Um, but in terms of like being inspired, like, I think I've been, maybe that's where you and I differ in that, like my inspiration has always been drawn, um, by the aesthetic and by the, um, kind of the superficial which i know sounds funny but um the idea of uh this romanticized view of what art was you know in years past and that has very little to do you know i'm not saying i don't love nature like that's what me and Brittany went out and drove around and looked at alligators and shit yesterday but those things don't don't fully inspire me the same way you know, we'll go out to a walking trail and we'll see like an eagle or something like that. And I'll take a photo of it. But like, if I really want to draw an eagle and be inspired, I'm going to go look through an old Audubon book or like a, you know, old field field guide. Like I, I almost get, get energized by like, you know, that's why I have an antique booth. It's like to fulfill, you know, it's an outlet for all this. Like it's all superficial shit. It's like plastic and metal and paper and wood. Um, that, that really inspires me. And that's, that's like right yeah. here. But <laughs> you when know? you when you travel to like when you went to England, this this fall, right? No, it was no, it was after Christmas. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah this winter. And uh, don't you feel like when you travel around and see shit that you're not usually that you're not used to seeing? Like you went to England, where everything is very different from Florida, for example. Like yeah. old architecture and just old things that aren't really that's older than anything from where you're from doesn't that like inspire and ignite new new things in you as well yeah totally but i also look at those things as like a refresh like sometimes like i need that for my soul more than i need that to be inspired does it make sense like um that the, not that i keep those two separate because like if you look back on my instagram like i drew i think two 
yeah, I think two different kind of drawings of like the the um, Roman baths when we were in Bath, England, you know, and then I drew this kind of London cityscape. I don't want to say that like that stuff doesn't inspire me, but I, I kind of treat that. I needed, I needed to draw those things as like, you know, as this kind of to align myself with the tradition of artists, you know, before me who drew what they were looking at, you know, at a museum or, you know, at a, whatever. I almost do those things as like an exercise. Um, it is, it's a cool little memento, but like I get just as inspired by, you know, going to like an estate sale and flipping through people's old shit, you know, like, I, I, I can handle. So I, I think maybe not to be like a contrary into your question, but um, I think the hardest part about not seeing people is not seeing people, not, 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 not being inspired by right, seeing people. Right. Well, sense. I think what you said about feeding your soul, that, I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense because it is that way. Cause like a lot of times, like you, you do see like, there's a, some, just some kind of break from what you're doing from that, from that constant, you know, you've been creative for however long straight and you just kind of need to, to take care of the other parts, the other aspects of your, of your person, you know? And so that kind of does that. Which I'm bad. I'm totally bad at that, which Brittany is so good, you know, at, at doing those things and getting us out to like go see new things. She's like such an adventurer and I could like, if anybody can like survive this coronavirus shit being locked up, that's probably a bad use of word, but like being like locked up, you know, for so long, like I can totally do this, man. It's my shit. Like staying home, working, like playing some stupid, like DIY, someone making something YouTube thing in the corner. And I'm just like, crank stuff out, learn after effects. Like I have zero time to be doing that shit. And that's what I'm doing. I have every reason to like tell my clients, Hey, I just need, another day I need another week. It's just, it's been weird, you know, never cash that in, you know? So do you, do you identify as a hermit? Um, no, uh, no. Cause I'm too, that's, that's the crazy thing is like, I can, I can hang with this like super well, but like, I miss my friends like so much. I miss people that I don't like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I hate, I miss, I miss being annoyed by some idiot at the coffee shop. You know what I mean? So like, um, no, cause before, you know, before we got our studio, which we got it back in October, we're recording this in April. Um, I used to, instead, so I would, I would get up and I would work till whatever, make dinner and then hang out, you know, with Brittany the rest of the night. Um, I never had a break to where I was seeing other people. It was just like me and her, there's no rhythm to the day. So I started, I didn't even really drink coffee. And then I started going to a coffee shop, made friends there, you know, and then I kind of started this, I don't know, becoming part of this little community locally. Like Orlando is a huge, huge little town. So um, I miss going to that coffee shop that I go to every morning. Lineage? Um, now I I take the yeah. to Lineage, yeah. Yeah, good memory. Um, but now I take the uh, I take the the bus to the train to get to the studio, um, so that kind of has developed like a different routine. So um, obviously that's on the kibosh since since um, Rono. But um, yeah, I've I've had to build in these things that were 
ways to tap into the local community. Like I, we, me and Brittany share a car. I could drive to the studio, take a lunch break, drive, pick her up. Cause I, I get up like way early. So I would, you know, I could do that, but like, I want to be a part of, I want to see who's in the city. I want to see what it's like to not, you know, have a luxurious, I don't know, like situation in the morning. It, it like gr- grounds me to the, the community a little bit more. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if a hermit would take the bus or like walk to go get coffee. When you ride around with Clark in Orlando in his car, he's just honking every three minutes. And I'm like, what are you honking at? Oh, it's my buddy up there on the street. Like he just passed us. So, and Brittany's like, stop honking Clark. No, no, no. I I have to honk at my friends. (laughs) So, so that, that 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 kind of brings up something I I didn't really think about that we talked about Clark the the employee slash worker is covered but Clark is also a storefront business owner. I mean, sort of. Yeah. yeah I mean, how does that how does that go? Uh, tell us how that's going like with this. Yeah, th- I mean, you know what's crazy, like, and this is what I didn't want to do. I'm just I'm. It's, it's weird because you and like we're buddies and this is the shit that we would talk about off the podcast so like whatever like hopefully people that are listening to this don't hopefully it doesn't come off in a certain way you know what i mean i wouldn't Um, worry about that but we um you know we it's tough man like i'm sure you guys can appreciate this as both being like small business owners who also like have products and stuff is like we our biggest fear throughout this is that either of our business both of our businesses would suffer throughout this and um you know we had all this product we dropped like thousands of dollars worth of product since the beginning of this year that we've been sitting on leading up until like a spring release um and then coronavirus happened right so here we are sitting on you know all this product and we were like we didn't know what to do. We didn't know like what the right way to approach releasing new product during a time when all these people are losing their jobs and it just doesn't feel right to promote products that are, um, you know, like disposable income type products. It's not a necessity. It's just like kind of a frivolous purchase. If you think about it, um, we released all this new product just cause we had to, um like a week or two ago and it's the most amount of the day we we released it the first two days is the most we've ever made on anything like including black friday releases i think the thing that we were that we didn't take stock on is that like you know people want to support the thing that we're doing and we're not it's not like we're asking people to to buy or to support us or whatever we're like, that's not how we roll, but like people are doing that anyway and they're buying into what we're doing. So like, that's kind of what I was talking about at the beginning is like podcasts like that. People want to support what you're doing and they want to be invested. We definitely, we could tell like some of the orders that people like just really wanted to buy that thing. And then we could, we could tell where people were like, it was like a support buy. I don't know if that makes sense, but we, just through some of the people that were purchasing, we could tell like, Hey, we love you. We want to support what you're doing. You know, we, we made a purchase, which was like rad and, and whatnot. But like the thing that we were scaredest of was the opposite thing that happened to us during this pandemic. Certain businesses are thriving while others 
aren't. And I think that's just lucky. No one knew this was going to happen, but direct uh, sales, you know, online businesses um, can actually be doing really well right now. So I know the question was kind of about um, storefront. But yeah, but I mean, I, like what you're like the, talking about that drop and being kind of anxious about doing that. I can tell you, whenever I saw that, it gave me a feeling of normalcy. It made me feel like that not everything is affected by this. And so, to me, just you just seeing you drop that and having the pictures and the lookbook and and all the stuff that you did, you know, I was on your site and it was like an escape for me because it's like, wow, this is a this is a corona free area right here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's funny. Yeah, and I think I think people people need that in every aspect, and they're not getting it at bars, or not getting it at restaurants, or movie theaters, entertainment shows, you know, live experiences, performances, um, and they want. You know, last night my friend started a business in September, um, and I haven't bought anything online for myself, and I don't know how long, even like especially like apparel, but like. I went on and I'm like, hell yeah. Like he released some new shirts. I'm like, I'm going to buy a shirt from him. And it's, it's both because it's a cool product and it's my buddy and I want to support what he's doing. Um, and you know, this isn't like, this isn't a diatribe on like why we should support small businesses. Hopefully we're already doing that. But, um, I think it was kind of a motivating thing to where like, Hey, even in spite of, um, you know, something as crazy as a pandemic there's still um there's still like kind of vitality in in businesses that seem so easily crushed by something as terrifying as a pandemic so um i think we it was encouraging to us um about kind of where we're going and that the last three and a half years didn't weren't all for naught when you know it's actually happening to a a lot of people who've had businesses for way longer. So it's, I don't know, man, it's such a weird thing to vocalize, like seeing some sort of success. Cause we've, that hasn't been the case for my freelance career almost ever. I've, I talk finances to buddies, you know, a lot about like what I make versus like what they make. And I'm like, damn, maybe I should charge a little more. <laughs> and for the first, you know, for the first time, ever I'm actually making like money and it's not a joke like for the first time in a while I actually have like savings you know it that's something that I should have been I'm 36 you know like I should have been doing that a long time ago I should have been valuing myself a long time ago so for this for this to happen you know right now to where I have like a little bit of like you know a safety net in terms of like what what I'm working on um it's the timing is just like it's very fortunate for us and and we're trying to not take that for granted i guess but have you felt like since you said you were you were felt lucky with like and blessed with that timing of having those projects come in just as this thing was hitting have you noticed uh, have you noticed that uh, inquiries after that has sort of dried up or is it still coming, have something coming no. in? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I've had more, and I don't know, the thing is you can't, this isn't like, a, it's not a, a math equation, right? Like 
nothing's in a vacuum. I've gotten more job requests in the past since this has happened than I did two months prior or three months prior or something like that. Maybe even, you know, the back half of last year. I had a really big project last year. During that time, I didn't get a lot of job inquiries and that kind of sustained it. Right now, I'm, I'm handing off a lot of projects to, to friends who are freelancers, whether they're needing the projects or not. I'm just sending them to them. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think right now people people are needing something. They're needing to turn it around or this is their time to, to like really focus. I've had people come back to me who are like, hey, I, you know, before I couldn't afford you, now I can. And I'm really trying to get this thing together, you know, and I've already said yes to these projects. I've like passed that on. But yeah, I'd say numbers are weird, man, because in like stuff like this, I've talked to designers who've had like product lines or freelance businesses and they've like inflated numbers and lied about shit. So I'm being I'm trying to be like really honest here. And that's the part that I'm trying to. Hope that comes through and and not like patting myself on the back, but I've probably had six job requests since coronavirus, which normally I don't get that many in in a month. I I normally get. I mean, I'm talking about like, like yeah. serious. That surprises me though. That like, really surprises me. I thought you had like, I don't know. I, I just imagined you having like ten daily that you were like, ugh, don't even. He time. said serious project. He yeah, yeah, serious. but I mean, six. I, th- I, I, I guess. Would you? Uh, depends on what you count as a serious thing, right? Right. That's. But that's six on top of like projects that if that's all I had for the rest of the yeah. year, I'm good. Yeah. Kind of, kind of a thing. So it's like I've already, I've uh, budge, I've worked budgeted. You know what I mean? And it's only one of me. So even if I took, I said yes to those six projects. That's me working full time. I, uh, Clark, I, I DM'd you about drawing six projects. <laughs> Spin. That okay, good, counts. good. I'm so proud of this yeah. one, and this is one of my favorite <laughs> tattoos. But I started wearing my watch again. That's so, so cool. that's for, funny. for the audio part. Sorry, uh, people can't see this. Clark drew a tattoo for me. This was like. An hour before we went to the airport, or two hours prior, we just went into. Um, I had the T-shirt here as well. Oh, I was gonna. What's it? You don't need it. No. What's the name of the? No, no, no. What's the name of the shop? Don't don't say the don't say the name because maybe I wasn't supposed to do that and oh, gotcha. found out. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, he's cool. A tattoo I'm, shop I'm in in Orlando. We went in and it was like off the cuff. Like it was just. Like, hey, do you have like a minute? Can can we do something? And yeah, that, that was awesome. But it's right where I where my no, watch. I'm just, uh, it, it was rise above tattoo. Yeah. I'm allowed <laughs> to say. I was, I was just joking. Um, yeah, that was super cool. They let me. He's like, I'll I'll tattoo it if you draw it real quick. Have you so drawn a lot of quick. tattoos before? No, um, I get asked all the time. I used to get asked way more. Um, I'm not a tattoo. My main thing is I'm not a tattooer. They they draw some way better and they redraw what I would draw anyway. But your style thing, resonates with what I like, like having just black lines, no shading, no color. So it was perfect. Uh, and I have yours and Brian Steely's really close. I have a taco with an arrow through it that Brian Steely right. drew up for me first time we met. Uh, that's um, cool. 
Yeah. But well, I think we've I think we've run out of uh, stuff to ask Clark. <laughs> well, let me ask you guys some shit. How are you guys doing through all this? You want to start, Jason? I've been working for myself down here uh, in my office for about nine months, and so I was used to the working alone part and working from home. I have that all set up, uh, but the the type of job requests I've got are different. Uh, you know, there are a lot more requests, but for smaller projects. And so a lot of T-shirts and things like that. As far as the family goes and everything, everybody's good. You know, uh, I'm, I wasn't used to having people around all day. And so they're like, what do you do all day? I was like, I sit in this chair and I work. They're like, all day? I think that there was this thought that, like, I stop and watch a movie or stop and play uh, baseball on PlayStation. And, and really, I just, I, I work. And I'm real adamant about doing the 9 to 5 thing. I, I really want this to be treated like any other job. And so I work from 8.30 to 5.30 and try to manage my time really well. And there's a lot of times I want to be up till 2 in the morning working on a project, but it's just because I have so many aspects of life, I have to just kind of manage the work balance. And so, but it's been good. It, but, you know, just getting out, whenever I get out and I see the empty shelves and I see that there's nobody out, that, that kind of knocks me down a little bit, takes me back. And so... Uh, but being here, as far as this context goes, it's it's the same as it was before, just with some tweaks. How about you, Amir? No, um, I I had a similar situation to Clark, where I got super lucky of just getting projects lining up just as this hit. So my worry with that was that they would. My worry was like, oh, they might just tuck tail and just ro- go rogue on me because they they won't have the the budget to carry through but it, it hasn't been the case so working on like three or four large projects a couple of smaller ones but also took the time to start thinking about like making some some of my own content but like you said i didn't want to seem like an opportunist you know what i mean like i didn't want to be like oh he's taking advantage of this situation by selling his webinar again but it was like I still have to sort of make money to pay taxes, you know? So we just decided to see how that went. And because uh, we know that that was like worth a lot more than, if, so we put that, that out for like half off. And uh, uh, it's a webinar we did with Retro Supply. And we put that out for half off. We're like, this is so much content than this that, that it feels like, it, it feels okay to sell it at this price point. So. So we didn't, and it did really well, and we got so much great feedback. So I didn't ha- I didn't get that feeling like, oh, I'm being an opportunist and taking advantage of people having nothing to do with making at home. Yeah. So. Well, it's funny because because we hold ourselves to an impossible standard. Like we we assume that we're you know, I, Nick Kroll said this funny thing one time. He said, "No one hates you more than you hate." You. <laughs> That's true. Exactly. And it's like it's and it's like. I've ne- I've never looked at a small business or a friend or someone I don't know online this entire time. Not an ounce of like ill will or like oh look at them like come on have some respect. I see them I'm like cool good for them they're like still yes. kicking it. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean like in the same way like you know we if you know when you're hitting send on the email blast three weeks into Rona you're like. Oh, it's like we're three weeks into this we all we're all on the same wavelength i still wrote a 
thing in the bottom of the email saying, hey, I know this is weird. Sorry. You know, I'm like, I'm apologizing for like yeah. a business. You know what I mean? It's like, what am I doing? But, you know, I think there is still this this part of humility that I at least always want to keep that it, that isn't like, you know, I'll, that's one of the things I try to be so aware of is not feeling like I'm holding something above someone or being above, you know, or trying to look a certain way. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't say that I don't <laughs> never had any savings until now publicly, you know, if that were the case. But like, um, I think, I think one of the things that we have to really be um, aware of, and I, you know, I, I learned this kind of the hard way the other day is, you know, one of my friends is just dealing with some like heavy, heavy shit. And I, I hadn't checked in on him this and, you know, for like two or three weeks and no one told me what happened and, you know, just kind of put two and two together and then realized I was so in my own like workspace and zone and all that, that I wasn't like taking care of everybody, you know, I was checking in on grandma and mom and dad and friends, you know, from wherever, but then, you know, like you, you misstep and, you know, like you're, I don't know, I'm trying to like phrase something that's just heavy, but um, you know, I think, I think the thing that we're learning is like, we just need to be really mindful of like our friends and just checking in on people. And, and I think that's really cool. And what you guys are probably, um, either consciously or not aware of you guys are doing is, is probably doing that. Um, especially to someone who's not in your <laughs> No, but that's exactly like um, what we felt think, too. Like we, we want to check in with people, see how everyone's doing and, Having, also having like an excuse to give a virtual hug, like you well, said. Well, we, we also, we kind of got robbed. I mean, as important as these conferences that we go to, it's where we met and it's where we see each other. I mean, we, we, we lost that. Yeah, we were supposed it's to be whole, together yeah, these we're, two We were weeks. supposed to be together these past two weeks. And so it, it's it's just one of those things where it's like we've never taken that for granted. I mean, if, if I go to a conference and you're not there, it's like, where is it? You know, we miss you. And so it was yeah. great that we all got to hang out in December, but you know we also in December were like I'm going to see you in April, and that that's yeah that's gone. totally. And it's like I'm not going to see you probably till the end of the year or maybe yeah, later. But I mean we had a we had a house rented in Austin, and we were gonna you guys were coming to Austin, correct? You and Brittany, yeah, yeah. You weren't and, and Creative yeah. South as well, right? Yeah, we we were like we had to to schedule kind of around something to, yeah. to make that. So we're just kind of waiting. But it was the 10 year anniversary. So it was uh, sort of a big pull. deal, right? I know. Yeah. Yeah. We, we had another one scheduled too in Tallahassee. That was like kind of sandwiched between the two um, or leading up into the two, but yeah, they all got, I think they all got canceled on the same day or like within the same yeah. 24 hours. Yeah. Or something it was quick. Like that. It was, those so, dominoes fell. Uh, yeah, they were holding out like as, as long as they could. Cause it's like it's a big deal to cancel for, for like these, these are like grassroots sort of things that grew, but they're still not Adobe size things. Like, yeah, they they depend a lot on having these things running each year. So, it was probably the really really rough decisions for both of them. I'm talking about Creative South and Crop. Yeah, but hopefully we get to do it. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it eventually, and. Um, well, I think, I think the, the thing that's cool is seeing, 
seeing people get really innovative right now just because like there's so like everyone's attention is like not going to their day job you know like not going to their commute not going wherever so like there's stuff like having a podcast or you know starting something new like man if you're gonna do it now's the time to do it and there's yeah i don't know i keep seeing all these like tweets about like you know, uh, on either side, like, don't feel like productive. Don't feel like you have to be productive. Like use this time, however you need to, like, we're all kind of living this traumatic event, which is totally true. Um, and I back that a hundred percent. And then you see the other side where it's like, Hey, use this time wisely. Cause like, if you're just sitting there like watching, you know, Netflix or whatever, you're just letting the days pass, like get to that thing that you're working on back that a hundred percent. Right. It's right. Like, it's, it's like you got to find a balance kind of weird like gray area else. but that sounds cliche um, but but that's, totally that's... yeah no but i think i think you're seeing people really dig into like hey man i i don't know what it's like to ever have any sort of a break like there's people who as soon as they got out of high school or college they've worked never taken a vacation whatever and now this is like you know, somehow like therapeutic to a lot of people, like, yeah, man, like learn a new program, like start a, you know, online class, take an online class, start a podcast. What this thing that I, I started with, um, with Josh Noom the other day, I'm, I'm going to do that with other people. So I already have one lined up for this week, um, where it's a live draw where we poll people to, to poll of like, Hey, what should we draw? And then I'll announce who it's with. And then, like, that night, we'll just sit there and draw and hang out and we'll kind of do this. We'll interview each other. Interview's a weird word. We'll just, like, talk Converse. to each other and, like, find out. Yeah, yeah. Find out, like, tips and tricks on, like, how you draw or, like, kind of work. Yeah, I was watching stuff. the one you so, did with Joshua. That um, one was great. Yeah. I'll, I was I was falling asleep to that one. That was perfect. Yeah. It was It's so, it was really it was so long, long, but it was relaxing so that's the, to watch. That's the thing we like, learned. I learned I, I, I just love seeing, like, two of the – best designers i know like drawing live at the same time and having like little conversations and shit it was it was it was awesome yeah the the response was like um i need to i need to check with her and just make make sure before gotcha. i kind of say it i guess but um uh yeah I'm, we had to basically we had to schedule it but it's gonna be this week um and then i'll post it but uh but you were yeah, saying the response think, um, was good. Yeah, as soon as like after I posted that, the next, the next, the next day, um, like all these people who like people who aren't even designers were like, "Oh, that was so cool to like watch you work." And it's like, "Oh yeah, there's opportunities like everywhere. People's attention are like, you know, very uh, captive right now. So um, why not kind of you know take advantage of that?" But, yeah. So, uh, oh, one thing I was gonna just say, like we have, we have it very differently over here. Like different, like we don't have. We're the only country that hasn't gone like full quarantine style or full lockdown. Yeah, Sweden's the only oh, place. Crazy. Like this is the only country that said like, screw it, let's just see how it goes. <laughs> but there, there are restrictions. Like you can't gather more than fifty people. They say use common sense. A lot of people don't use common yeah. sense. But like. <sighs> It's it, you can definitely tell something's up, but they ha they haven't restricted it as hard here. So we had more deaths than 
than our neighboring countries who've been going full quarantine, but we haven't been, I have a lot of friends who are tattoo artists in Norway. They're, they're really struggling right now. They're like, I haven't been able to work for like a month. Like there's no money coming in and all the same expenses and our insane rents and studio rent and everything. So we've been lucky like that. Anna's definitely had less customers come in because of this. Cause people are like, people are staying home and just pushing their appointments up, I guess. So it's going to come in later. See, when this things, when this thing starts to like lighten up, when the numbers start to go down and people are going to be coming out of their sheds more. Yeah. So that was about it. I think, I think and so. we didn't have to do much with Clark. He just, he just did it for us. So that's awesome. That's true. <laughs> we do it yeah i say awful just yeah. awful but it's perfect it's perfect <laughs> yeah. so so we just had clark on and uh he was great clark was great yeah he uh did all the work he, he really did all did. the heavy if lifting this, if that's how this is gonna go we have no problems whatsoever this is gonna be like cruising that's right but that are we gonna be cruising so yeah that's that's kind of the the hope is that you know me and you can chat it up a little bit get a guest on just have him talk and uh and, and have them do all the work let them do all the work so yeah yeah like let them do all the work podcast i like it a lot so yes um yeah did you i don't know if we need to explain our outro or not we probably should, we should. okay so it, okay this is a story this is a story from copenhagen from the summer of 2019 sweltering hot sweltering hot the only two weeks in Scandinavia that was hot last summer, ever you managed to, you managed to visit us for those two weeks. And literally the day you left, a rainstorm came in and it never got better again. Never, not even since then. No, no, the summer was over. It was that over. day you left, the summer was done. It was done. So, uh, we went to Copenhagen. You, me, and our well, my fiance and your wife. Yep. Not the same person. Two separate. Two women. people. We're not in a throuple. <laughs> no, <laughs> not in a throuple. So we are walking through Copenhagen at night. Late at night. We had, late at night. We had a full day of things. We ate breakfast. We started the day with eating breakfast from a sewer. Yep, yep. You remember that? Yep. yep. Anyway, we had a full, full day, and we're walking through Copenhagen at night. It's awesome. It's people everywhere. It was, it was corona-free yep. 2019, the summer. And... Uh, this car, so the the girls are walking in front of us. Like, like a like, block away. A block away. And we see this car pull up to them, and they were just like having none of it. Yeah. They were just like waving the car off yep. and just kept walking. Same car comes up to me and Jason. It's a small, this is so funny because there's like, there's a little side note to this. There's a movie you saw one of those movies, but one of the movies from this director from Denmark is called Old Men in New Cars. And it's a little small car on the poster or the cover of the movie. And it's filled with filled with like Eastern European or Yugoslavia. It's like an Eastern European clown car. 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like filled with these Yugoslav. They're not really. Well, it's like a thing that like immigrants from y Yugoslavia or former Yugoslavia, uh, they like to ride around with like at least five dudes in the car. It's just something they do, apparently. And it was one of those cars. It was a small, little hotted up little Volkswagen yeah. or something. Neon lights. Neon lights under the car. And, yeah, yeah. And they were like five dudes in the car. I yeah, think? five dudes. Yeah, they and they could have been. They could have been quintuplets too. Yes, <laughs> they all look the same. Same clothes, same <laughs> and, everything. And they're like, uh, excuse me, you have a lighter? And we're like, yeah. <laughs> so I thought they were gonna light a cigarette. So I throw the lighter into the car. He takes all the dudes have like their bottles of. Alco pop, alco pop, like, like a like a Zima or a Smirnoff Ice, exactly. And he just like he just opens up all of these with my lighter in 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 one second. He does this in one second, and he throws the lighter back, and he goes, "Thanks, bro." And they just spin away, spin away like, on the cobblestone <laughs> street, spin their tires, and before Lemire even has a good catch of the lighter, "Thanks, bro," <laughs> and they're gone. <laughs> And it was one of those, like, you sort of had to be there, but you still get yeah. how fucking weird it was by just hearing the story. So that became our thing. Like, we started saying to each other, like, thanks, bro. And then when you got back to the States, we started texting each other. Yeah. We ended the text with sending, like, a, a little gif or a little thing of... Uh, tires squealing of the, away. Tires squealing away. Yeah, with thanks, bro. So that so. explains... Why you're gonna hear tires squealing away? Because we felt that that's the perfect ending. And thanks, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Thank oh, it happened. We're gonna have all the guests say thanks, bro. We forgot to do that with Clark. So we'll get another one. Maybe we'll have him call. We'll him. do that in post. Yeah. <laughs> the thanks, bro podcast. The King Cheese podcast. Oh, thanks, bro. Um, yeah. no, I thought it went well. I thought it went well, and uh, you know, we'll see what happens with we, it. We just decided to do this like. Two minutes ago. Two minutes we, ago. Oh, we're we literally downloading episode. software today. <laughs> trying to figure out how to record a podcast. So if you're actually hearing this, it is nothing short of a miracle. Exactly. And we're glad you're listening. Off the cuff. Yeah. Completely like just let's do it. Yeah. So we're going to try to do this every week. And uh, yeah. That's, that's, See how it that's goes. the first episode. And if we have. Yeah. If. If people like it, if it resonates at all, even if like two people like it, we'll probably keep doing it. Probably. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Thanks, Jason, for being Thanks. a really good co-host with me. Co-host. Who's the host and who's the co-host? Uh, you're definitely the host. I'm you're always the MC. The I'm host. sort of like, I'm the, uh, the... You're the funny one. I don't know. No. <laughs> you're the arty lion. Not really. You're the arty lion. I'm the... I'm the weird one. You're the weird one. I'm, I'm the quirky one. But you're the wacky. You're the one. professional one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm the straight man. You're the wacky guy. Yes, but you are also the funny guy. Like you're more this off the true. cuff funny than I am. Hmm. I just say outrageous things once in a while. It's just chemistry. Not necessarily today, but this is this is more of a chemistry experiment. Yes, exactly. Perfect. The Jason and Maria chemistry set. You can buy that in our gift shop later. That's it. All right, man. Yep. Okay. Thank you so much, and I'll see you in the next one. Thanks, bro.